This podcast is a body of work, a collection of words distilled from looking through my viewfinder. Each episode explores the meaning of different concepts, themes, ideas, and subjects floating around in the liminal space of my creative practice, a place to collectively explore the themes that enter the creative realm. If we haven't met yet, it's so good to join you. I'm Lauren Souter, a visual artist and creative mentor. I can't believe it is almost the end of January and I am recording my fifth podcast episode. This episode has kind of taken on a few different shapes in my mind as I was gathering ideas and and kind of thinking about and reflecting on this topic and I think that I'm excited about where it landed and I think it's going to end up building into a few different future episodes which I'll be curious to see how they take shape and how I continue to reflect and think about today's topic. Today's episode is on the word collect, collecting. The word collect means to bring together things, typically scattered or widespread things, to gather, accumulate, assemble, stockpile, store. I truthfully debated debated calling this episode research. Um, This was one of the kind of avenues that I explored. In many ways, I consider so much of the kind of collecting phase that I go through in my creative practice as research, but I do think that I can decipher the difference between the two, and I think I have a different relationship with both the word research and the word collect. But as I think about and talk about the idea of collecting today, I am thinking a little bit about gathering, being kind of investigative, studying materials to bring together widespread ideas and bring them under the house of my creative practice. This podcast is sort of unfolding in a a linear way, and that's not necessarily intentional, but it when I was thinking about where to start with this and how I wanted to kind of decipher and distill the words, it made sense to sort of start at the beginning. So when I think about collecting, I'm thinking about how once I'm able to use language to give language to source things that have kind of caught my awareness and that I kind of bring into the realm of my attention, I really start collecting more of those ideas. For a long time now, I have considered myself an avid collector. This isn't really a new word for me. And I realized that it's sort of a different word to use inside of creative practice. I think for me, what this means is to be in process. I think that the act of collecting and deciphering what I collect and turning it into material that is my process. It is sort of the heart of my process and I think it's where I find the most fulfillment in my creative practice. I feel like I try to remain as open as possible so as I kind of move through this episode I'm kind of prefacing it saying that 
I almost envision myself being a sponge out in the world and I'm really trying to soak up everything that's around me for things that might pique my interest and support my ideas that I'm interested in. And this happens in intentional spaces like potentially attending a very specific show or an art opening or an art exhibit or this could be very unintentional moments like when I'm out walking my dog or driving in the car or listening to a podcast or hearing a certain phrasing. I'm kind of always open to bringing in source and it's kind of through this uh, collection phase that I springboard into really what then becomes my creative practice. So really I'm thinking about how I'm gathering, accumulating, assembling, stockpiling, storing, things that I'm coming across. So as I was reflecting on this idea of collecting, I want to first start by saying my process for collecting is not linear. I am not a very academic person. I don't have research methodologies that I'm following or scholarly ways for taking notes. In fact, I'd say I'm actually quite messy, um, like very messy. Uh, my workspace is often cluttered. I leave tubes off, um, my like tubes of ink opened all the time. I leave brushes in the water. I have notes in all of the places. And I, I'm saying all this because I used to feel really guilty about not being more organized. I thought that the standard was to be an organized person and to be tidy and to be neat. And I have slowly learned over time that when I fight against my natural tendencies and my natural ways of working and what feels right to me, I very quickly become out of flow. I sort of lose focus. I lose direction. I lose trajectory. I I lose momentum. And things seem to lose their magic when my attention is diverted to trying to remain organized or trying to remain orderly. So I've learned to embrace this way of working and I've learned how it works for me. I've learned that I'm best able to practice what I am when I lean into my ways of working. So quite literally, when I talk about this idea of collecting, I quite literally am collecting ideas whether that's using sticky notes, notepads, sketchbooks, apps, Notion, my film camera, my phone camera, voice notes. These are all very tangible ways of which I'm actively processing what it is in that is caught my attention in the world and trying to put it, collect it in a space so that I can return to it later. I've had it happen one too many times at this point where I have had a thought, had an idea, heard something, and I was like, oh, well, I'll remember it, of course, like I'll come back to it later, and it's been completely gone. So I really have done my best to truly become a collector in this sense where I'm actively writing and, and trying to get things in a more physical form so that way I don't lose them to memory. I will note one last thing with this is there are times when it has been extremely useful for me to have very specific systems 
in place. So a good example of that is really where I take all of my notes to build out this podcast. I use Notion for that and each episode has its own page. And as I'm out in the world gathering and collecting, being a sponge, if I hear things that relate back to a word that I've been reflecting on for this episode, I'll drop it in there so that way when I'm actually sitting down to build it out, I can come back to it and have a place to hold that. Other times, I don't have very specific processes and it can look quite chaotic and that's kind of where sticky notes comes in or quite literally the notes app on my phone is a mess. Um, but at least I'm getting it down in a place and when I have the time and space to want to go back and kind of organize those thoughts, I can. The second thing that I have reflected on is I am always collecting what I'm curious about. I prioritize curiosity above almost all things in my creative practice. It has quite literally become a value of mine to lead with my curiosity. I find it is the space where it truthfully brings me the most fulfillment inside of my creative practice. I use curiosity as permission to ask questions, to go down rabbit holes, to quote waste time, to be in the act of studying, to be in the role of mentee, apprentice. I give myself permission to occupy and be in these types of spaces. As I mentioned earlier, I'm often using my awareness to guide what it is I'm collecting and then when I'm bringing it into the realm of my attention, I'm using that space to often study what I'm collecting. That sometimes looks like googling, finding books at the library, talking with other people. The studying part looks different depending on what it is that I have collected. And one thing leads me to the next, leads me to the next, leads me to the next with a lot of this. So, for example, as I am thinking and I'm in the thought space about atmospheres, it is a space where I've allowed myself to be curious about something and then go deeper into it. So, when I'm looking at, let's say, my film photography and I see something interesting about a very specific landscape that I've taken a picture of that has a specific atmosphere. I'll start researching, I'll start googling, looking at different things more about what other types of atmospheres do those spaces have and why and becoming curious about that and allowing myself to become really close to my source in that way to see if there's something else that it leads me to that might come out in the actual act of making visual art. It might also lead me to other film stocks that I want to play or experiment with inside of my film camera. There's so many places that this can lead to and I've talked about webs before and this is kind of how I really start to collect, gather things to bring into that web and and where I sort of take that web. I don't only collect ideas, I also collect visual information. Collecting lines, shapes, colors, textures, 
this is where I first identified myself as a collector years ago. I, I quite literally, and I would quite literally, use my sketchbook to transpose what I saw around me. I would copy lines, I would copy shapes, I would copy the light on an object or the way it moved. I would quite literally be copying the world around me into my sketchbook spaces so that I can, it could later inform other pieces, I could go back to it and learn from it and use it as an archive, a library. As I've collected visual imagery, I've it's helped me build my skills and build my style as an artist. I learned how I would collect and naturally recreate it with my materials in that process of um, learning more about myself and my style. It's learning what I'm collecting, how I'm collecting it, how my hand is naturally collecting it, and then how I'm later recreating it into bodies of work. I let myself be the researcher. So I am going to use the word researcher here because when I think about leading with curiosity and giving myself permission, it is letting myself investigate the world around me. I try to have the conversations that I want to have with people, leading with things that I'm interested in and not talking about things that I'm not interested in, and seeing where those conversations go, if people say things within those conversations that lead me to other ideas or other thoughts. And I don't say that I have quite, I have conversations to only be self-fulfilling, but if I'm meeting new people or even talking with people I already know, asking those blank questions like, how are you? You know, what do you do for a living? Instead, maybe thinking about what excites you and what are your hobbies and just kind of trying to tap more into how other people are experiencing the world in a way that's fulfilling for them. I ask the questions I'm curious about of other people, of myself. I take the time to learn things that I want to learn about. I give myself permission to, again, quote, waste time on googling or reading books or going in rabbit holes. There's so many ways that I am finding or I give, I allow myself to be in this space. And sometimes I, I say all this to say because sometimes it doesn't always look like progress sometimes there are dead ends in my curiosity sometimes it doesn't lead me to places that ever turn into things or I forget about it and then three years from now I return to it and I'm like oh yeah that is relevant now so I because it's because I hold it as such a value of mine I don't I don't turn my back on it. I don't view it as being a waste of time. Even if it doesn't lead me to concrete places immediately, I fill my fill my notebooks, I fill my sticky notes, I fill my sketchbooks, I fill my phone just with thoughts, with constant thoughts. I let myself be a sponge because I trust now in my process. I trust in the way that I work 
to know that it is leading me somewhere, to know that everything that I'm gathering and accumulating is leading me to intentional places. I am always investigating and I'm always tuning in. So to recap my reflections on the word collect. One, my process for collecting isn't linear. I collect things I am curious about. I don't only collect ideas, I also collect visual information. And I let myself be the researcher. The way that you collect might look drastically different than the way I collect. Your process is your process, and that is your magic. Be a sponge, take in your world, become aware, and then use your attention to guide your curiosity to springboard you into whatever type of research that needs to be. Use what you find to inform your work, whether you are painting, drawing, printmaking, photographing, writing, sewing, no matter what your processes look like. In the notes for this episode, I will link to all the items I mentioned today. If you would like to begin distilling your own words, you can find a viewfinder in the notes as well. If you'd like to and are able to support this body of work, you can do so at laurensouter.substack.com. It's always so good to join you here on this podcast. I hope you pass this along to a friend if you found it inspiring. I hope that you can be in conversation and collect more ideas. Join your communities, narrow your attention, find your shapes, and make your compositions. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks.